ladies and gentlemen to band the real life misadventures of Rick Dunsford and friends. And now I'm Dustin Bones, by the way. And now let's hear for your host of the show, Mr. Rick Dunsford. Thank you. What's going on, Dustin? Oh, nothing, man. It's been a while since we sat down and did one of these. It's been a year at least. It, yeah, it's been a good bit uh, since the start of the pandemic, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So we're definitely glad to be back here for you guys here on GunsAndRadio.com, as well as uh, all the other platforms where podcasts are available. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed the rewind, relook. What, what's the word I'm looking for? Re-edit, re-work, remastering of the first seven, uh, of the first six episodes, and the lost episode of. <laughs> The show, man, that was, have you seen Dwayne? Let's let's re, let's rewind before we get started on the on the story that we're going to tell today. Have you seen Dwayne again since that faithful day at Matoro's? Uh, yes, I have. Uh, that, oh, there was one time I was there. Yeah, just with you. I forgot. <laughs> and that was, was that the last time? Yeah, that was the last time. Uh, uh Matt and Dwayne. They will text me, ask me to come hang out with them on like a Saturday night, go clubbing. But I mean, I'm in my mid thirties, wife and kids. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way, man. Yeah, not gonna happen. Well, I know Dwayne's not too mad about the prank because I I forgot about this, but I did go to Mississippi. When was that? Was that around Christmas? Yeah, it was when Dak broke his leg. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, like we were three or four. It, it had to have been September, the first week of October. Okay, so it wouldn't. Uh, it wasn't Christmas then. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, because it was. The, I think I believe it was week three or week four of uh, the NFL season. So yeah, it would be September. Be October. We were sitting. I was sitting next to Dwayne. Rick was sitting uh, in in front of me, and Matt was sitting in front of uh, next to Rick. And the TV was behind Rick, and we were all talking. And all of a sudden, I hear Dwayne go, uh, "Oh shit!" In the middle. Well, actually, I was watching it because me and Dwayne both went, "Oh shit!" And then everybody in the restaurant turns around and looks at us. They show the replay of Dak breaking his leg on the screen, and then you hear the rest of the of the restaurant go, "Oh!" <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like. Well, our season is over with. This sucks. Uh, then I knew uh, a buddy of mine had uh, had Dak on his fantasy team, and uh, I know that he was lighting it up because Dak was number one in passing uh, for the season. But I know uh, when Dak went down, his team just went to shit. Man, can't put it all on one player, man. Yeah. I mean, he was putting up some numbers, though, bro. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a look right now. Uh, we're, we we kind of did that recap on the the feed here of all of our past episodes. So hopefully you've gone back and listened. And if you listen to the very first episode, we told you a story about whole wheat bread, the first time that Rick and I hang out. But we're going to do another first for Rick and I today because this is the first time that Rick and I went together to see Guns N' Roses. It was the first time I ever saw them live. Uh we went to Atlanta, Georgia, to the Phillips Arena in 2011. We're going to tell everything that led up to that show, as well as 
a very fun incident <laughs> that happened while we were standing in line to yeah. uh, to get tickets to see it. Well, so, it wasn't me. <laughs> what'd you say? It wasn't very fun for me, my man. <laughs> so, well, we'll see in a minute. We'll tell you. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, first of all. Now, let's begin with how you and I used to disagree about this band. And I mean, I'm going to start out by saying a lot of it was me fucking with Rick because I knew it would make him mad. <laughs> and uh, let's, let's, start it, let's start it at that. All right. Yeah. So uh, I know this was in 2011. Me and you have been hanging out for a while at this point because we went to see that uh, Slash show earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I know with this one right here, uh, it's been, it was about a, it's been over a year since I've seen Guns N' Roses. Uh, this will be my third time seeing them. And with me and you working together, I, I remember I would always pump up, uh, Chinese democracy, tell me how great it was. And you'd be like, yeah, no, I'm not sold, bro. You know, but I knew that that was coming from someone who just didn't know much about the Chinese. Yeah. Stuff, you know what I mean? Which is understandable because that's the way most uh, GNR fans would react, which is the way you were. Uh, but I knew if I could get you to go see it and hear it, I knew that you would be supportive of it. So, I mean, but look where you are now. So, obviously, it worked, but... I don't know if it works so well, but... Yeah, but the show was... Because, yeah, keep in mind, like, this was going to be your first time seeing a lot, but... But won't you tell them your first time seeing this line at Lob? Okay. So now, you, first off, you got to understand, I was a casual fan. I wasn't a not a fan of the band. I was a casual fan. Like, I listened to the shit they play on the radio. And so I'm thinking, when I was a kid, I had this uh, Guns N' Roses tape that uh, turns out, as an adult who's now investigated, looking for this fucking tape, it was tape one of the illusions tape from Japan. And that is the only live footage of GNR I'd really ever bothered looking. I mean, that was a devil tape when I was a kid because I was raised in a very conservative Christian household where if it wasn't Bill Gaither singing, I couldn't listen to it. And so I had this tape hidden away from my parents next to my ACDC record that I had. And that was my, that was my, shh, we don't tell mom about that, uh, stash. Most kids have a porn stash. I had a rock stash. Yeah. But, <laughs> but um, so I'm thinking it's going to be like this Axl Rose with different people I've never heard of. It's kind of what I was expecting because I hadn't gave Chinese democracy a fair try. So I stayed the night at Rick's house. Well, I didn't stay the night. I was staying at Rick's house because we had to work the next day. And uh, GNR was going to be playing Rock in Rio 3. Uh, was it 3? That's Four. right. Uh, the 2011, uh, I'm not sure how many there are now. Rock in Rio 3 was 2001. Okay, Okay. so this is 4. I assume, I, man, like, I, okay. I don't know how many there's been, like, uh well, they were playing Rock in Rio in 2011. They were supposed to go on stage at like 9, maybe 10. Yeah, they were late because... Uh, but here, but here, here's the thing, like, 
I built this concert up, this live stream of Rock and Rio, as because the last time we, I saw DNR at Rock and Rio was the uh, 2001 show, which is one of my favorite shows. Great show. Uh, yeah, and uh, until House of Blues came out, but uh, so I was thinking that we we're going to get something really unique, something cool. Uh, Axel's going to be on point because he sounded great in 2010. Uh, the band looked like they were uh, kicking ass, and uh, yeah. And so I was thinking, an awesome show. And uh, so, uh, I mean, so we had to stay up till like midnight to watch it. I left before it came on. I didn't get yeah. to see it till the next day. No, it was well past midnight. Because all I know is they're banging drums and shit. I sat there for two hours watching. I think it was System of a Down yeah. that they played in place to, because it was a live stream. So they replayed System of a Down from a couple of nights ago while they were waiting on Guns N' Roses. This is the night that the monsoon came. And uh, by the way, at this point, Rick and I had already purchased tickets to see Guns N' Roses in Atlanta, which Rick paid for half of my first ticket just to get me to go. You remember that? Yes, because I, I, I knew if I could get you there, you were going to be hooked. and You were going to be... You're going to be in the same shit that I'm in. You know what I mean? Just this obsession that you have with this band. So, uh, which the ticket that made the ticket cost like 40 bucks or something, maybe. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's a horse of a different color then. So, yeah, fuck it. I'll go. Uh, still thinking, you know, that it was going to be this Axl Rose from 1992 playing songs that. I figured they'd play like Welcome to the Jungle, the shit you hear on the radio. I And I figured there would be songs I never heard. But I figured, you know what? There's four good songs here that I know I can count on being there. I'd forgot about some like Live and Let Die and uh, <laughs> Heaven's Door and shit. Um, but strangely enough, I did know about Dead Horse already, and I really liked that song. But uh, we were... I came to Rick's house. Oh, no, we met up at work the next day because I watched the show. I didn't watch it live, but I watched it uh, afterward. And if you haven't seen that show, that should not be your first exposure to that version of GNR. No, because it is horrible. It well, is awful. Well while, well, while we're on this subject here for a second... If you had to recommend a uh, show for uh, someone's first experience of, uh, say, the Chinese uh, Guns N' Roses, what show would that be for you? Um, either Download Festival Good. or, um, well, I probably wouldn't say House of Blues just because they'll get sidetracked by the shitty video quality. Uh, and I'd say with Puerto Rico, Puerto, but I, I think Puerto Rico was a great show. I would probably say, uh, I'd probably do Download Festival because it's short and it's not three hours long like the rest of them are and it, you're more likely to get them to actually check it out when it's like an hour and a half. Yeah, it's pro shot, good quality. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, the band was, uh, what's the point on that show too, man? Yeah, that, mm -hmm. I would, that would probably be a pretty good one for a, uh, to introduce someone to that lineup. Yeah, I sure wouldn't pick uh, Rock and Rio 2011. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking, damn, if I didn't already have these tickets bought. Because, <laughs> like, Axel's forgetting the words to the songs. Like, he fucked up the, the, the best part in November Rain. 
I remember that. That was the part that pissed me off. <laughs> was when he was playing November Rain and he forgot the words on the best part. And to this day, though, you wrote the motherfucker. Like, how do you not remember the words? I mean, I guess I get it because you don't listen to it like in the radio, on the car when you're driving around and shit when you wrote it. Yeah, that's right. So Uh, I I can understand it. I mean, there's a lot of uh, material to do, you know, so... They, he just hasn't released. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, so, I mean, just, uh, I mean, that's what Monitor Guy's for, right? <laughs> Monitor Guy! We, should, we could have a whole episode about Monitor Guy and the hunt for Monitor Guy. That fucking old Monitor Guy, dude. That's, he's a good <laughs> He probably hates me now, but... <laughs> uh, it's just because he's been told to. Honestly, I don't think he probably gives a damn, because you know I finally met him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, see, that story has a beginning, a middle, and an end. That'll make a good episode someday. Yeah. We'll save that. We'll, we'll talk about Monitor Guy in this episode, too. Actually, you know, we'll talk about, because we've got on the uh, on the hit list for this season uh, several GNR stories since we didn't cover any last season. We're going to cover several of them this year. No, we, got, and, we got some good ones, too. Real good ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, so we get the tickets. We're, we're going to Atlanta. Um, now you said that you'd, you'd seen them three other times before. Where were the other two? Well, this was the, my third three. Okay. Uh, Where were the other two? My first two were, uh, January 24th and January 25th in, uh, Ontario, Canada. It was, uh, Hamilton and London, Ontario, uh, my wife was pregnant with our first child and uh we drove up there and because every show i've had in the u.s uh since 2002 has been canceled every you know i'm like well they're not going to cancel these canadian shows since the album has been released now took a chance and it was awesome i'm glad i got to see them in that year because uh actual voice was incredible live yeah, I can imagine. Because, like, I mean, as bad as Axel sounds on playback, sometimes you really don't hear it when you're there. Yeah, you don't. And, uh, you know, it's the same thing. Like, I mean, at that show right there, Axel's, this was before Mickey just fully took over. <laughs> this before full on Mickey, man. This is <laughs> I, another, an example. Watch the, uh, what's that, uh, 2010 uh, sh- show that came, that, uh, uh, that I guess I leaked it. Uh, <laughs> I guess I leaked it. <laughs> you might as well have. You'll get accused of it if you didn't. No, I, I, I really did. I think I just. Uh, I think I just, Puerto Rico. Yes, that's it. I couldn't think of it. Yeah, that show. I right enjoyed there. that show. Yeah, if you go back and watch that show, just listen to uh, Axel's voice, man. That was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't quite New Zealand territory yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um that was rough. Uh yes. Um who was with us this time? I don't remember. There was a well bald dude that was with us. Oh, that was Brent out of Birmingham, Alabama. So let's all right, so we need to just kind of put this trip together. It was uh and then I think my friend Ryan come, a buddy of mine from named Ryan. That's right. That's who that's who come with us. Yes, yeah, so, we met the other guy in Atlanta. Or no, we met, uh, we picked him up in Birmingham. 
Okay, yeah, because he didn't have a ticket. Yeah. And how I've, he got in, yeah, we'll I've, get to that. Uh, I met him through the Misfits uh, shit that I used to do. So uh, he would he was uh, like you talking shit about Axel all the time. So I'm like, bro, just come with me to the show. You know, like any any hater, I try to bring them to the show and just try to change their opinion of it. Uh, it didn't change his opinion, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Well, I loved it. So. so let's 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 put this here. All right, so we got the we got the crew here. We're all uh, we leave real early. Like I mean, bright and early. Uh, no, we left in the middle of the goddamn night. <laughs> we didn't even leave early. We were in line by seven a.m. Yeah, we, we were. were sitting by the door, waiting to get into the fucking Phillips Arena. And by the way, I need to point out it was cold as fuck that day. Because I was wearing uh, a, I was wearing a head, what do you call it, beanie, and like two coats. Because people kept coming by and thinking I was homeless, and uh, either trying to give me money or step or looking at me or try or avoiding looking at me, thinking I'm going to ask them for money. Yeah, because this was like mine. You're like, uh, I guess this is our first time just really like dealing with these homeless people, you know. <laughs> we are, now now it really only happens. I mean, it seems to happen to us just about everywhere we go, but like the worst, the crazy homeless people I've found are mostly in Atlanta. And the best way to describe them would be like that South Park episode, you know, where all the homeless people. <laughs> Shame. You know, so, uh, you know, and what's funny is how we come up with creative ways to uh, avoid them, you know, like uh, do the reverse homeless on them, you know, like <laughs> for a dollar, just go, bro, you got a dollar? You know, and they're start thinking like, well, shit, I was going to ask you first, you know, so (laughs) we know we're not going to get nothing from him. So, you know, just turn around, you know, get creative, you know, just think of different ways to avoid it. But, uh, you know, we hadn't got there yet, though, because this guy. Okay, let's get to the homeless guy. We, We need to get to his first appearance in the story. We're standing in line. And we were hanging out. And now I used to have a video of this. That video is long gone. But uh, you remember how he came up and was like, oh, man, Guns N' Roses in the Phillips Arena tonight. You remember that? How he came up the first. And the first time he was dressed like a homeless person. Yeah. So, like, yeah. You know, I remember standing in line and then, you know, he comes over, tries to hype us up for the show. Just It's just a way to uh, get us to be like, you know, build rapport with us so that he could just – Thinking that we thinking that we boys or whatever, and then we could give him some money. You know, that's all he's just trying to yeah. do. You know, it's just some it's a BS scam that he's doing. He's probably not even homeless, but well, I, I believe he's not homeless because he does come back. Yeah, he does, and that's that's, that's very strange too. You know, like bro, where are you going to go? Change it. <laughs> yeah, and when he he left for a while, and he left for a couple of hours, and we were next to the CNN Center. Cause, oh yeah, because he tried to tell us that if uh, if we uh, when he first left, he tried to tell us that if uh, we get hungry or thirsty or something, don't go to the CNN Center because it's too expensive. Go around the corner and go through this park and go down this dark alley over here, and there's a there's a diner. That <laughs> you yeah. remember what I'm saying? And we and we were all looking at each other. Yeah, right, man. Come on. <laughs> there's no way now I'm going down no alley in Atlanta. Never. Yeah. Come on. I think he was thinking one of us would separate from the pact here and 
he could probably he was probably trying to rob us is what he's probably trying to do yeah so like you know we're in line you know uh we're making friends um you know because that's probably i love that's one of the experiences i love is when you go to these shows you know waiting in line you know just meeting different people from just different fandoms you know what i mean just yeah a lot of different hardcore people but um but you see a lot of the same people yeah a lot of the same people um and so you know so this homeless guy comes back around and he has a uh he's, he has a new outfit on <laughs> completely different outfit didn't look as homeless uh yeah so he's yeah, had, he, he'd taken off the hat yeah he's taking off the hat and he has his bag full of roses now well tell him what he was wearing what was it that he was wearing? Describe it for him. It was a blue Bill Cosby sweater. Yep. Made <laughs> so to rape someone. I mean, he was he was, he was ready for it. But uh, yeah. So but the funny thing about these roses were the CNN uh, center that was ne- next to us. These flowers were right there in front of the CNN center. You know, like, <laughs> and that's a, and uh, I recognized them immediately because uh, we went right past them. Uh, so he's handing them out, trying to get money. For these uh, flowers that he uh, just he just well, he don't he don't start doing that at first. It's first he's got everybody's attention and he says and he gives all the ladies roses. He's like the fellas they don't got the guns, but the ladies got the roses. And then he starts handing out the roses to the ladies, and everybody's like, "Oh, that's so nice of you." And that's when he flips the bag over. It's like, well, and shakes the bag out, and then he's like, "Can you help a brother out with a dollar?" Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's just a, it was another trick. I mean, he, uh, so people started giving him a dollar. I remember this lady that was along with us. Um, don't remember much about her, but except for the fact that, uh, she had her wallet open and she was giving him a dollar. Uh, and I remember this homeless man started looking at her wallet and said, Hey, let me get one of them 20s. And, bro, I mean, I don't know what it was, but there's, if I get pissed off enough, if something triggers me, man, I will. I just see red. Well, and, you got to remember too. He didn't say give one in twenty, and then and then when she said no, he didn't. Like she, she, she said no, and then he didn't leave it alone, and he started getting hateful with her. Yeah, and then you know, like I, I just, I, I don't know what happened. I just, I snapped, man, and uh, I remember going off on this guy. Um, we used to have a video of this, and I hate that this video is gone because I love this video. It was so funny. Yeah, but like, I mean, we're in each other's faces, and uh, you know, I'm telling you, out of here. I thought you were about to throw hands. Yeah, well, because I mean, he's just trying to. Uh, I mean, he's trying to force these people to give him money. I mean, well, he's like, harassing some. Yeah, and uh, this lady didn't do nothing to him. She gave him a dollar. That was good enough for this bum, you know. <laughs> and. You know, that's all he was, man. That dude was a scumbag. So, I mean, we're... I don't even know what the hell we're saying. You know, it's just shit you're talking when you're mad. Yeah. And, you know, some, you're talking shit before the fight or whatever, you know? Because yeah. I, I, I have a feeling I'm about to throw it down with this guy. Um, you know, I'm immediately thinking, you know, like, okay, don't let any of his blood touch me. Don't let, don't let him cut me or anything. You know, don't let him poke me with a needle. You know, because I don't know what these dudes are... What these dudes have on him, you know? Um... Well, I want to pause you for a second because I'm going to tell you what was happening while you were... Rick's bucked up yelling at the guy, right? And then me, Brent... Uh, what's the other guy's name? Ryan. Ryan. 
there's three of us and you see us all look at each other and then we start to spread out on all sides. Like I step away and kind of get like the homeless guys in the middle in front of Rick. So we kind of do a V formation and it was funny because we all looked at each other and we all knew what everybody was thinking. And I think Brett had moved over to be behind him. Ryan had moved over to be kind of on one side and I'd moved over to be on Rick's left over here. And because when this guy pounces, we were going to close in. <laughs> and he was about to get swarmed from three different sides. See, I didn't even realize all that was going on, man. Like, I'm just, you know, like me and this dude are just like in each other's faces. And, uh, well, it didn't have to happen because the brakes get put on this fight real quick. <laughs> all right. So, uh, you know, it, I don't know, man. It, so we're sitting here and we're like screaming, we're yelling, every, Everybody around is like, all right, we just need to de-escalate this real quick because this is getting out of hand. Well, uh, our homeless bomb uh, really uh, de-escalated it quick. <laughs> uh, first, you tell him, man. Uh, Bones, you tell it. My bad. You want me to tell it? Yes, because you, you have a way of telling it better. So the guy yells at Rick, and he says something like, man, you know, he's like, now he says, uh, he says, you ain't got no compassion. And he was like, man. And then Rick said something like, fuck you. And he was like, fuck you. And then Rick goes, man, you know what? Suck my motherfucking dick. <laughs> and then the homeless guy goes, okay. And then Rick goes, well, fuck you. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he clarifies. Because Rick, when he, my, my, I, I thought I was going to lose it. Like, it wasn't even the okay that got me to lose it. It was Rick's, oh, yeah, what, wait, what? <laughs> and then Rick, and then he goes, he goes, yeah, you come out here after the show. I'll suck your dick. And then Rick goes, oh, fuck, okay. I thought we were fighting, but whatever. <laughs> okay, well, I just, I just, because this is getting like, so we start separating at this point, but. And reason is still talking, and his shit talking to me is talking about how he's sucking. <laughs> yeah, he did, yeah, he kept going about how he would suck your dick and all this stuff. And I'm like, and my mouth kind of like, I'm kind of dumped out. I'm, I don't know what to say to this guy in a situation like that. But you know, you know what that, that that does give me an idea. They're like, if you're ever in a bad situation where you need, you know, like it's about to. It's about to get bad, like with the fight or whatever, dude. You know, just pop out. You know, I'll suck it, and that's how you get. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, come on, I'll suck your dick, man. What you talking about? <laughs> and, I mean, that was probably like, I know this, but at the time, man, I was just just trying to get this dude away from me, and just because something wasn't right with this guy. <laughs> something had to. He had to be crazy. But he couldn't be too crazy because, I mean, he thought to go steal the roses and come hustle. Like, he's smart enough to run a hustle. Yeah, I mean, he's got a hustle, man. But, uh, you know, like, I, I don't believe in taking advantage of people like that. You know, especially someone who's willing to give you a little bit, you know? Yeah. I was more than what I gave him. Yeah, yeah dude. Like, Do you uh, remember? Do you remember when I had the homeless people sign? Because I tried to give it to him. What was it? It said, because uh, people kept thinking I was homeless, so I made a sign that said, I'm not homeless, but if you still want to give me money, I'll totally take it. <laughs> and then you took a picture of it, you sent it to your wife, 
And then she added some filters to make you feel sorry for me better. And then she sent that back to you and said, to, and she said, here, I added some filters to make you, to make you uh, look more sad. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, so once we got past that uh, and we got to go into the show, like, so this being your first time, Dustin, what did you think of it? I loved it, man. It was it was one of those shows that wasn't even stripped down at all. Like they had the the pyrotechnics, the presentation was on point. Uh, I mean, compared to today, Axel sounded amazing, especially yeah. when you're there. Because when you're there, you don't hear that kind of shit. And I had never been to a concert before where I was front row center. Like we were catching picks and shit left and right. <laughs> Uh, that was, no, that was the next one with Fernando. Uh, we'll get to that in a future episode. Yeah, yeah. We didn't even meet Fernando this time. Uh, actually it was, a uh, we, we did have one run in with him. Uh, wasn't it like, did he walk past the front and then I asked him for an axle pick? Yeah. Okay. That's where we got the axle picks from. So yes. Yeah. Because uh, I saw these, uh, I saw these axle picks, the uh, Monster uh, Energy Drink picks, uh, and I saw them on eBay. They're, I mean, they were they're selling kind of high at first, but uh, I didn't want to pay that. I didn't want to pay for it. So when I <laughs> walked by, it was my first time ever speaking to him, ever meeting him, and I told him that uh, I asked him, "Could I get a, an axle pick?" Because they're like, I mean, they're like something like thirty or forty bucks on eBay at the time, and. Yeah. I'm not gonna pay that for a guitar pick. Yeah, yeah, but he he hooked us up with these guitar picks, and yeah, uh, he came back with a handful of them, and he gave one to me, gave one to you, one to Brent, and one to to Ryan, and then he passed them around to a few other people. Yeah, so you know that was a yeah that was our first time uh, meeting, and then uh, I don't know if I live streamed that show, did I? I don't think that one. I think that's the next one. That's the one uh, about a week later in uh, Kansas City. Which that's a whole other episode. Yeah, that'll be a good one too, man. That, <clears throat> you know, but like thinking about it, man, like if you were in the situation that I was in, what would you have done? Where, where the guy wants to suck your dick, or <laughs> you let him, or I mean, <laughs> oh well. First off, I'd have to see what he looks like. That guy, no. Uh, <laughs> Compliment, or is it a? I mean, I don't know. This, I'm still having a hard time understanding what happened. Uh, I don't know. See, here's the problem. You're trying to apply logic to an illogical situation. No, but let's put logic to the situation. Let's really think about it. Let's break it down, man. Come on, bro. Okay, if we're going to add logic to it, he was sexually frustrated. And then when he was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can suck a dick today. That'd be be pretty good. I got time. (laughs) How are you going to apply logic to that? Now, I can understand if he was... If, if there was a money exchange involved, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, you know, uh, I could understand the motive behind it, but I do not understand the motive behind him wanting to suck my, the only thing I could think of is to get out of a, it's, it's a quick exit for a fight. You know what I mean? I mean, it makes a great quick exit for a fight. Nothing's going to get me to back down quicker. <laughs> well, you know, it's like those uh, video, videos I've seen on a, I see show up on Facebook or YouTube at, uh, where a guy will go into uh, the hood is what they call it in the video. And uh, he would provoke a fight 
And then right when they're about to start fighting, he just drops his pants. Just drops. <laughs> hey, hell no, bro. I'm out. You know, like, you know, I, I find that, uh, you know, it's pretty effective. You know what I mean? Like, it, it works, I guess. So if you're ever in the hood and you're about to get stabbed, just pull your dick out. Dude, I'm, so I'm thinking about this, man. Like, when was, uh, when was WrestleMania in Atlanta? Was that in 2011? That was, <clears throat> I think so. We spent a lot of time in Atlanta. Let me Google that. It was WrestleMania 27. Dude, I mean, we've a lot of time in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. You and me have been to Atlanta a lot. WrestleMania 27. I'm pulling up the Wikipedia. Yeah, 2011, April 3rd. That actually, I think, happened before this. Wow, so, you know, some shit always April 3rd, 2011. I'm always and in Atlanta. That's uh, this show was November second, twenty eleven. So yeah, WrestleMania happened before this. That's that's pretty wild, man. It was was Slash in two thousand ten, right? Yeah, Slash was the year before. Hey, so we were like, it seemed like we started seeing Guns N' Roses at the beginning of uh, hanging out, you know. But it wasn't until like after a year or so after hanging out that we yeah. It's weird to think about. There was like a whole year there. No guns and uh, roads. Yeah. Well, but that was, it was a pretty good show. That what was what I was because that that first year was when you was doing Minerva. That took a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a yeah. You're right. It was yeah. and then not to ruin the Minerva episode, but you remember what I said when you asked me if I was ready to help you do the next Minerva, or Which, if you should do the next Minerva. And I said, you remember before Minerva how we used to just kind of hang out? <laughs> yeah. I kind of missed that. <laughs> yeah. That would uh, that'd be a good episode one day. That, uh, we got to do that one right. So <laughs> it's too good. Yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, we're getting ready to wind down on this one. I will say that the song, the show that we saw, they played 29 songs. At that show. And that was my first time seeing uh, A Strange Live. And what a song mm-hmm. off of Chinese did they do? Off Chinese? Well, they opened with Chinese Democracy. Uh, track 5 was Sorry. Track 10 was This I Love. Track 11 was Better. Uh, then Street of Dreams at number 15. I missed that one in the set. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Um, Madagascar was 25. Shackler's Revenge was 26. That was all the Chidem songs they played. Oh, Shackler's in there. That's pretty awesome, though. They also played Riff Raff, which we review on the Guns and Radio podcast. If you want to go to gunsandradio.com, that's in the archives. Uh, let's see. This is back before Tommy uh, had a motivation as his solo. Tommy's solo song was My Generation by The Who. <clears throat> yeah, it was a really, really good show. And after the show on our way back to the car, I remember thinking, man, I was definitely looking over my shoulder because I was thinking at any given time, this homeless dude's going to jump out and try to suck her dicks. <laughs> all, right. all right, in this situation, all right, so- <clears throat> 
Right? What would you do if you had a raging homeless man just running at you, just trying to suck it? I mean, do you just <laughs> kick his ass or you just run away? Or what do you do? You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I would think he'd be low enough I could stomp and kick my way out of this situation. Or I just whip my dick out and knock him upside the head with it. It's heavy enough that it should probably give him a decent concussion. You know, this is a traumatizing experience when you really think. <laughs> like, I mean, how do you come back from something like this? You know? Like, <laughs> you don't, man. <laughs> well, this is this is not the the only story. Uh, I do remember. We'll, we'll we'll close on this note. Do you remember the guy selling T-shirts at the end of the night when we were on our way back to the car? The guy selling the bootleg T-shirts. Dude, I said every fucking show. It seems like in Atlanta. It's like, like, <laughs> what happened with the shirt? I'm sure that I, I called him out on it, but what was it? Well, I, okay, I don't know what happened on your end. I walked a little bit ahead of Rick to go toward the car. Uh, he was still in sight, but he was <clears throat> a little further behind. And the other two, uh, Rick and one guy was was back here. Me and the other guy had walked ahead, and all of a sudden, I turn around. And there's this dude with these bug eyes, like, looking like, I don't know what was wrong with him. And he's running right toward me, like, beeline right toward me. And I turn around and I see this. And so I put up my dukes and I I start getting braced because when he gets close enough, I'm about to punch him. And then he runs and then he turns past me, goes around me and keeps on running in a straight line. And then I see Rick come running up immediately behind me. Hurry up, man. Let's get out of here. The cops are coming. Go, go, go. <laughs> and and <laughs> Rick had saw this guy out there selling these shitty bootleg t-shirts. And then he started yelling, oh, shit, the cops are coming. The cops are coming. Let's get out of here. Let's get- yeah, because, yeah, he was trying to sell this. He was trying to sell some shirts. And, uh, I mean, it's just the worst, like a paint, like a oh, Microsoft paint. It, yeah, it was bad because I saw the shirt. I saw the guy the first time when I walked past him, and I saw the shirts, and they were like iron on. Yeah, you got bad, it. Bad, badly the made. The first time you wash it, it's gone. I mean, the shirt's no good. Uh, and I remember some people were trying to buy it, you know, and just got it's just con artists everywhere, bro. It's scammers everywhere. So I'm, you know, they're they're terrified of the cops. I remember yelling out, you know. Oh shit! The cops are coming, bro. Dude takes off running, man. And he even leaves his shirts behind, which was more great about about it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I remember he dropped one, and I picked it up. And when I picked it up, the head boss, the big boss, showed up, and like, because a car part, a car pulled up right in front of me. And uh, this dude was yelling at him and taking his shirts away and telling him. Uh, I'm done with you. I've done gave you too many chances. I remember hearing that. And then he looked at me and snatched the shirt out of my hand. And I was like, well, I didn't want that old piece of shit. No damn way. I'm like, well, I paid for this. Yeah. So he'd pay. been watching the whole thing go on. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to add this though. Uh, we do have a lot more, uh, stories with Guns N' Roses. Uh, I'll make them into various episodes throughout the season. And, uh, I mean, what's the episode you're most excited about for, Dustin? I would say I think the best story is the... We've got two in particular that I'm excited for. One is going to be a hodgepodge of smaller stories 
that don't really fit into any other that won't make a whole episode. And the other is probably the night that Rick Dunsford died. Yeah, dude, that's Chicago. That is going to be, that's probably going to be a good episode right there. I'm excited. And we have yeah. like, uh, yeah, we can, yeah, we got some clips from that show too. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've got all kinds of things coming this year. And so thank you for joining us for the season premiere of band, the real life misadventures of Rick Dunsford and friends. Rick, you want to say anything before we go? You have any final thoughts or anything? Well, I just want to say thanks for uh, doing this for me, bro. And, uh, you know, just listen, subscribe, and also be sure to rate the podcast. Oh, yeah, that's very important. Yeah, rate it, man. Yeah, if you use Apple or whatever, just go on there and go click that Give five us star. five star. We'll suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy in Atlanta that will be happy to do that. <laughs> we'll send our friend from Atlanta. Well, until next time, on behalf of uh, Rick Dunsford, I'm Dustin Bones. Thank you for tuning in to this season premiere of Band. We'll see you next week, everybody.